Greetings, listeners. Eddie here. While Chris is on a business trip, we decided to skip recording this week and instead air an episode from our test recording era. This episode was the second we recorded of the batch, and it was recorded on May 19, 2023. We'll be back next week with a new episode, but we hope you enjoy a look back at a younger Midnight Connection. I do some stretches. Warm it up. Some <clears throat> jumping jacks. <clears throat> some vocal warm-ups. I'm going to pull my back doing this. I already, I already have. It's just going to get worse. <laughs> And uh, welcome back to what we are now calling, but you probably know because we probably put it on the title of the first episode, The Midnight Connection. Uh, My name is Eddie, and I am here with my co-host, Chris. And uh, we are The Midnight Connection. And you may be asking yourself, what does that mean? (laughs) And the truth is, it's really open-ended. Um, I can say for me, I think the midnight connection represents the time of day that I have time to make connection, um, (laughs) taking care of a newborn working, you know, doing what you got to do for the day. Uh, midnight is my time to connect, whether it's with gaming, whether it's with people or music, that's my free time. Uh, what about you, Chris? It's pretty much the same for me. I've got, uh, you know, we, we, I've got all the adulting going on. I'm, I'm doing the full-time job. I do freelancing on the side. We're, we're building this and Samurai Beat. I got two kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like you said, uh, midnight is kind of when I get a little time to myself. So, and it's, now I get uh, to take that time. That's right. Well, I'm giving it to you See, to, I connect, like that to connect a lot See? better. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's all, right. It's all perspective here. We're giving each other our time to connect. This is and, our chance to connect, and we hope that you guys will connect with us too. Uh, if you didn't catch episode one, we're gamers. We love music, and we are here to talk about all things, including parenting. Uh, it's pretty, pretty open form. I would say, Chris, what sex you, therapy, sex therapy. I mean, at any time <laughs> that we want to go down that route, I just can't show that episode to anyone oh, okay. in my family, at least Okay, couples therapy, couples therapy. That's what we'll put in the title. Couples <laughs> therapy. <laughs> Safe enough for grandma. I mean, I mean, is grandma going to listen? Is she going to listen? I mean, she might, if we put like, you know. A second audio track in all Spanish. That would be awesome. What about great grandma though? No, she she will not. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, in an effort to get it started, I would like to start off today by asking you the question, Chris. What are you playing? I am playing nothing. Wow. That's my answer. What it's unfortunate. The- yeah. Tell me uh, about it. Because I keep buying things. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get you. But 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 I'm I, I wait now. I wait for the sales. Unless 
it it's like a really major game that I just want to support. Yeah. You know, then I might buy it outright and at some point in time I'll play it. The the most recent things I I was I started Horizon. Mm-hmm. The and second then one? I, yes, the second one. Got a couple hours into it and then just fell off right away. And then yeah. I started God of War, Ragnarok, a couple hours into it and then fell off. What? Yeah. And it's, I mean, not because I didn't like it. I, I just kind of, I didn't have the time at the time. Sure. I mean, those are huge narrative games. It's not like you can passively play that kind of game. But the interesting thing is I found myself wanting to just start Demon Souls. Interesting. So you just you just want the pain of playing games. You don't <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it's I don't really know. Yeah, I I think I feel like maybe I get the payoff more and that might be it. Cuz I Is was, that like a comfort game? I wouldn't call it a comfort game. I never well, I never finished the first one the first time it came out. So mm-hmm. I do want to actually play it and finish it. Because I, I get these games now. I understand them. Yeah. And, but I, I don't know. I mean, I barely got through the intro portions of Horizon and God of War. So it's not like I got to the meat of it. And it I just wasn't feeling it at the time. It, was, it just wasn't the right moment. You know what I mean? I, Sometimes I it's just not the right, the right time for a game. I mean, I'll be honest. I hate the Horizon series. Do you really? I do. Now, what? here's the thing. The first game was interesting. Like, mechanically okay it was and graphically it was great i like the ending but it was just like i don't know it was monotonous by the end game like it was very to me it just felt boring i don't know what it was like the 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 gameplay loop felt really boring so when the new one came out i didn't buy it um but they had it on the ps whatever package like the essentials or whatever they call it whatever the middle Uh, tier is right right. and i downloaded it and i started it and like i got really bored of it it felt the same it felt the same (laughs) Mm -hmm. it didn't felt it didn't feel like anything had really changed um i mean i get it's the intro part of the game but i was like man there's so many other games out right now Mm -hmm. i don't need to be playing this Mm -hmm. interesting that's my hot take. Sorry for all you hey, like hey. Aloy fanboys and fangirls out there. <laughs> it's uh, I'm not a huge. She bothers me sometimes. Right, as a char- she's the main character. As, as a character, she bothers me sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's the delivery or the way they wrote her, but she definitely bothers me sometimes. Yeah. I just like the world. I like the world. I like the weapon. I love bows. I'm a bow guy. Sure. Maybe maybe that's that could be it. I'm not a bow guy. That could be it. I am not a bow guy. Hmm. Okay. That's it. Maybe we've discovered it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Are you mainly a uh PlayStation player or do you do a lot of Steam? I do more Steam now since I got my Steam Deck. I when I had a gaming PC several many years ago, I did play more Steam at the time. And that's where I was playing games, um, you know, with the guys at the time. So we just played there predominantly. But historically and currently, I am more of a PlayStation player for sure. Nice. Yeah. I don't think I've played a PC game since 
like Quake Three Arena. Wow. Because I like I was all about like Half Life Counter Strike when it was like a mod. Yeah. And then I remember the Steam store opening. And I like didn't sign up for it. I was like, no, I think I'm done with this. And then I moved on to consoles. I'm pretty much exclusively console. That one decision has probably saved you tens of thousands of dollars. Well, that's I always hear from everyone. They're like, yeah, I got this game, but like I haven't played it. I'm like, well, why the fuck did you get the game? And it's like, well, it was on sale. Yeah, they make it so cheap. Bundle. I'm like, but what? You're not playing it. Like your backlog is 50 deep now. But we have that. it. We have it, Eddie. That's true. You have the digital code. Yeah. Yeah. For That's now, why I have to buy know, all my games hard copy. I get that. I get that. Even though I'm pretty sure it's just like the disc is a, a provision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he paid. Let him download it. <laughs> That's fine. All right, you can take this disc out now. But for some reason, you have to put it back in every time you want to play. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They have yeah. to verify. Trust, yeah. but verify. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Wow. So you haven't been playing anything. Well, I've been playing the, uh, Jedi Survivor. And right before I went on a trip last week for work to New Mexico. So I played uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. Nice. In order to take my Switch with me. since. Uh-huh. I love playing Switch on the road. I don't really like playing Switch at home, but when I'm on the road, I love I mean, playing me some Switch. Yeah, it's it's perfect for that. It is. Um, I gotta say the that Pixel Remaster is pretty dope. I've like only been playing Final Fantasy one, and I'm pretty sure I'm like at least fifty percent through the game, and it is pretty damn good. And I love because in the remaster. They've updated like the score because, you know, music nerd, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's like this lush orchestral Ooh, version nice. of the score, but you can also switch at any time to the old school, like oh, 8 bit score. Yeah. And like you don't have to go into like some weird sub menu. Like it's super easy to switch back and forth. And I'm like, man, this is cool. That's awesome. It is. And I, I prefer to leave it on the 8 bit just for the full nostalgia. Oh, yeah. But uh, but I never played those games. Before. Any of them? I played, I mean, I played seven, not when it came out. I think the only one I played when it actually came out was eight. Okay. Um, but like, I never finished them, mm-hmm. like any of them. Mm-hmm. I think, and I played 13. Uh, I had a girlfriend who was obsessed with 12, but I never, I could never finish. It was like too big of a game. They were very big games at the time. And like much like you were saying with like uh Soulsborne games, like the mechanics of playing a huge RPG like that was not something that I understood as a young gamer. Yeah. But now going back on it, I mean it's pretty it's pretty great. Oh, that's awesome. I I remember playing and I could totally be remembering these incorrectly, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't worry, people will. <laughs> it let is us what know. it is. Um, I'm pretty sure it was six. I remember that playing that specifically, and I'm positive at some time I did play four as well, and I think even one. But it's been so long that I mean, we're talking. What, what was I? Middle. When did these come out? Middle school. Was I in middle school? 
<laughs> I don't even know when the original ones came out. Four okay, four came out in ninety one. Wow. If I'm reading the right one. <laughs> yeah. So the one came out. No, I did play one. I played one. And this came out eighty seven. Wow, before Holy I I probably did not play that right when it came out. I was I would have been seven years old at the time, but I did play this. I'm looking at some pictures now. Yeah, I for sure played this. I do want to. I do want to play him again. I haven't bought it yet, but I definitely want to. And not just not just for me. I want I want to see if my kids would actually get into it. Oh, really? Are your kids big gamers? They do play games. They so Iowa Iowa and Benji can sit down and they they will legitimately play through a game on on PS5 or or Switch without us doing anything. Oh wow. Like I might I might have to you know tell them if it's a little more complex like what to do and stuff like that but they can completely navigate a game. Um, it took Iowa a little bit of time to kind of get used to the controls and stuff, but she's she's got it now and she she'll do things. I'm like, "Oh, she'll get through bosses, finish levels." I'm like, "Man, <laughs> wow she's got it down but she the reason why i want to try final fantasy she has this she was playing this game called prodigy math it's a i think you yeah you do it on like through a web browser but it's kind of like kids first rpg with math education and wow. it's it's actually good like, it's legit and it's got some you, you capture pets and stuff like that too so you got a little bit of pokemon going on in there and you can level them up i believe you can enhance their abilities the character levels up you can change the weapons you can change the armor they actually fight uh monsters and looks like final fantasy it's turn based but mm. to do the the attacks they actually do mass problems to like activate <laughs> that's pretty it. cool actually i'm looking yeah. at pictures now maybe this is what i need in order to actually beat an rpg <laughs> kids first rpg that's right. But it's good. I, I watched her play it. And I was looking through everything. She she explores a world map, goes into dungeons. There's a town. I'm like, man, this is a straight up RPG for kids. And she really took to it. She hasn't played it as much lately because she's doing her for real homeschooling. <laughs> uh, but I, I reminded her gently, is you should, you know, after you do your schooling, we can jump back in there and, and play some more. And she she has a friend that also plays it. So they were kind of. Oh, see, that's the best. Yeah. She's like way past her, <laughs> but you know, but it, but it's a thing. Like they could actually talk about it, and so I want to see if if she would actually stick with something like this. You got to uh, leave the like breadcrumbs mm-hmm. that lead her to the switch. <laughs> yeah. It's already like preloaded. I know. It's like oh, all yeah. you got to do is just press start. You just just do want to. Oh, what's that new game? You just can try it. <laughs> That's we'll, awesome. Does we'll Francis play at all? She does. Uh, she. She has, I mean, she hasn't played anything like that lately. Um, but usually when we play now, we hook up with our friend who used to live in Alaska, now lives in Las Vegas. Uh, but he's got a couple of kids also. And they're you know, our, our kids' best friends. We just haven't seen him in a bit. But they, he was, not too long ago, he was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And so as he's a nurse. He's a critical care nurse, or was. I, don't, I think he's doing something different now, maybe. But in the medical field, and so he got really great care, and he made it through all the treatment and everything. But while he was being treated, he felt like garbage. Yeah. So we actually spent a lot of time 
playing online with him with Stadia, which is <laughs> which is so good. And it, oh my god, I'm so mad that they abandoned it. Hey, you and my cousin, are like the the two people that were like <laughs> repping Stadia until its dying day. It was so good. For people who don't know, because obviously a lot of people didn't, could you describe Stadia quickly? Okay. Stadia was Google's streaming gaming platform. So streaming only. And I don't know why everyone's getting so upset that there was no, you can't download it or whatever. Okay, sure. But you could take, you could start a game on, on your phone or on a TV with a Chromecast, on a monitor with a Chromecast, on a computer browser, and you could switch it to any other thing you wanted. And all you needed was the controller and maybe a Chromecast, if you didn't already have that. And the, the it was just so flexible. So I could I could connect a controller to my phone, and we had a little holder, right? This little claw thing that they that they sold with it. You just hook that up, and we're sitting in bed playing with our friend who's in Alaska. And he had some problems every once in a while because their internet not th- wasn't that great. Sure. <laughs> but it, you know, but we could play together, and we could do it in bed, or if we wanted, we could come to the office. We could, you know, we could sit down. One person could be on a computer. One person could be on the TV or be on the phone. And if we wanted to have more players, all we needed was controllers, and they were cheap, relatively. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, about what the of, same price. What kind of games are we talking? Like legitimate game, we were playing. Like, or can you play AAA titles on that? Yeah, we were playing. Well, I don't know if you would call it that, but we were. Jeez, um, oh, I'm forgetting the name now. Outriders. The, the game we started with was Outriders. So we were playing that with him. Um, we tried Destiny, but Francis got dizzy playing that. <laughs> so sure, yeah. So we got off of that one. I get uh, dizzy. Now we're playing. We play Hell Divers with him when we get the chance. But now we're, I mean, we could have played it back then, but now we're playing with uh, PlayStation. But it had plenty of really good games. Like I, I actually started playing Cyberpunk on it because that was the best platform it was on when it first launched. Everything else was <laughs> bugged out to crap. But it was yes, fine it was. on Stadia. It was perfectly fine on Stadia. It, it was just such such a really good ecosystem to play in. And sure. it's just gone now. And it's completely gone. Yeah, it, like... It, Were it, they like really, giving people refunds or something? They did. They refunded everything you ever bought. They're like, guys, <laughs> Hardware and we software. fucked up so bad that no one liked this. So here's all your money back. <laughs> I mean, at least they did. That's a really good gesture. You don't it expect is. that. I mean, it's Google. But man. They have the money for it. It was seriously the best cloud gaming infrastructure. They just completely botched the marketing of it. it yeah, was, I mean, I never heard about stadia until it was too late i mean my my cousin told me about it and i think i tried it very briefly but i mean it's just my console is right next to my computer and it's just like it's so easy you know what i mean and if i travel i'd rather have something like a switch i don't know well see now that you have a kid you would have found a use case for it and, and i think that's another thing it's it wasn't it wasn't very useful for a lot of the demographic right because like you're saying not a lot of people need to play elsewhere or to vary up because if you don't have an you know if it's just you or if you maybe your partner but you have no need to really 
move around or get in and out of a game or move a game all that much, then it's never going to be useful for you. Yeah. But for, for us, like multiple people could be playing at any given time. So the more screens we had access better. to the better, and we could always change it. Like, and you could just literally just move the game to another screen. I mean, or, when you, when you describe it like that, it sounds fun. It was awesome. And it worked. I mean, it just, it just seems like a land party where like everyone brings their own level of screen. Pretty much. But you know, like in our office right now, I have, we have four monitors in here, two computers and a TV in this one little office. Jeez. So we could easily just sit a bunch of people in here, pop on some Chromecast and everyone's playing all of a sudden. And to, to get like, you can't really do that in another ecosystem that easily. You either need a console or a PC that can on each one of those screens. Yeah. Or you're playing something local that splits to four. Right. Yeah. And it, it's like, Stadia could do it no sweat. It was it was it's awesome. the closest you come to like couch co op, old school way, or like those nights yeah. playing, uh, you know, like Golden Eye. Yeah, it was great. It, it really it really kills me because they had they had it <laughs> they had it they had All it the right. Man, of Stadia loved it. And I respect that. I respect that the the people who bought in bought in, which yeah. means there had to be something viable. I mean. I'm not going to hate on it. Clearly, there are diehards for it, but it's gone now. And then you had TVs. You could download the app right onto the TV. Couple clicks, cook up a controller, bam, you're playing your game. <laughs> like, it was amazing tech. Yeah. And now it's gone. Freaking marketing team, man. I hate you. Now you can just buy your Steam decks. I hate you. I know. Now we're all buying Steam decks. Not I. Not yet, at least. Mm. Maybe if I was like an early Steam adopter, I would like want. that. That's true. That's true. Without I, the library, it has much less appeal. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know if I want to like get into that habit. <laughs> yeah. I, I have of throwing enough. money at them? <laughs> yeah. Because trust me, I already throw money at PlayStation. All right? <laughs> like it, it is something where like since my daughter has been born... I think I've completed more games than I ever have. And that's not to say I'm ignoring my daughter for all of those <laughs> few who jump to conclusion. It is, I feel like I am using my time so efficiently. Uh-huh. Like I'm not fucking around when I'm playing these games. Yep. yep. <laughs> like I am, if <laughs> I don't play super, super open games, but if it is like optional stuff, I might do it. Or like if the game really, really latches on to me, like I'll I'll do that stuff. But by and by, I'm just like going for it. And I have beat like maybe eight to ten games in the past seven months. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I had a slightly different approach. Because I I wasn't buying a lot of games at the time. Mm-hmm. So I would milk the games that I did buy as, as much as I could. So I started platinuming more games than I ever had before. Yeah. That's one thing I could never, I, I like, I want to be that person, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to care enough yeah. about, about the content. And there are some games that like, I've gotten really close. Um, But man, some, it depends on the game. 
some platinum trophies are just like unnecessary like i don't need to explore every nook and like menu option (laughs) or i hate it when it relies on multiplayer yeah that's the worst dumbest thing you could ever do because now you're forcing me to play with other people yeah that's not why i bought this single player game (laughs) yeah yeah no totally keep the keep the multiplayer trophies out yes absolutely well, in a, in finishing all these games, I've noticed a trend. I don't know if you've noticed it as well. And that is that we are living in a time of like remakes and remasters. Have mm-hmm. you, have you yeah. seen this or is it just me? Cause I swear like every month there's a new remaster oh, no, or remake I mean, being released. Yeah. Square and Capcom are leading the charge on that. I think. Dude. I'm buying is the problem. <laughs> they know exactly. Awesome. They know exactly what they are doing. Yeah, you think, I think it's, it's awesome? awesome? I do. I do. Even though I'm playing like none of them right now, <laughs> I'm the one playing them. And I'm, it's your fault. <laughs> it's me. I'm a part of the problem. Are you saying you don't like it? I don't know, man. Like I, I go back and forth. There's like different versions of it, right? Because obviously remasters and remakes are different terms and for those of you that don't know a remaster is really just like updating the stuff that's there a remake is taking those assets and maybe completely converting them or completely recreating them in like a different engine depending on how long the the game was but making like actual tweaks to the game right um but for this purpose we're gonna put them all together but man i don't know this like dead space Mm -hmm. i played and beat that because i love that game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did i pay 70 dollars for that game (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) have i played that game over 10 times absolutely did i love every second of playing the remake yes did i immediately start a new game plus (laughs) After beating the game, yes. I'm not seeing the negative here. <laughs> but damn, I, what I want is a D, uh, Dead Space 4. Another, a new one. Yeah. I mean, I get it. We're playing on nostalgia. We're the people who have the disposable incomes right now. But Dead Space, Metroid Prime, Resident Evil 4, freaking uh, Chrono Cross. Mm-hmm. Not even Chrono Trigger. Not yet. <laughs> They're waiting on that one. Of course. They wanna they wanna wait for the apex of like when exactly. this wave crests exactly. in order to drop Chrono Trigger. <laughs> but like Final Fantasy VII they remade and Crisis Core, which like wasn't even a console game. But yep. I get it, everyone loved it. <laughs> the Last of Us has been remade like seven times and it didn't even come out that long ago. Nope. And people keep buying it. Yeah. I did not buy the last one because damn it. <laughs> you've had enough of my money damn it you're already making me watch your show <laughs> but yeah i don't know i i do i i play them i enjoy them i just wish that like there was some original content like the I, hear, resident, I hear that i hear the, that the resident evil games have all been remade or remastered from like one to now four at what point do you not do that? I mean, isn't it just a cash grab? 
I don't know. It's so the reason why I appreciate that it's happening now. So so okay, we were talking about Final Fantasy. First Final Fantasy comes out in what did I say? 87? 87. 87. Okay, if I even I was a bit young to have played that. So That's fair. If like that that particular generation of gamer, I mean we're we're old now. You know, and we obviously know everything, the stuff that's coming out now, all the modernized gaming. And but you know, we're going to be crotchety old people and be like, hey, you you never played the originals or the classics or (laughs) stuff like that, you know? Yeah. But, but I wouldn't blame people for not playing them either because, you know, you, you might not even be possible depending on the game. Sure. That I can understand. I mean, we're talking multiple decades bringing it up. Yeah. So I mean, if it's not emulated in some way, or if you if you can't retro play it through some you know through your the store or whatever, it might not even be available. And then if you tried to play it in its original form, that's that. No matter how good the game is, that could be a pretty tall order for today's gamer. You know, mm-hmm. growing up on what we have now, and then having to play something like that, not touched at all. That's that could be a lot to ask. So. It, I, I appreciate that they would bring the games forward and update them without you know, on a, for a remaster. It's like update them without messing with you know the core, core. of the game. And I, I mean, I I didn't know that you could switch the audio in the Final Fantasies. That's amazing because then it you is. get you get both. You can get a touched up version, modernized, and then you have the original, how it was originally made and played by all the people that love them. Which is really cool because then you get to young younger gamers can be like, oh, that really was pretty like pretty amazing, you know. Yeah. And these are all the games that set the set the standard for us. Sure, you know. I mean, that a game like Dead Space, it's old. It's not that old. It's not that you old. know. <laughs> it's not that old. Resident Evils, the first one to have that come back is awesome because some people may not have that. That yeah, experience. So it's been remade you know? like seven different times. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the first one in particular. I mean, four, what, four was kind of stranded, right? Yeah. On a, yeah. So bringing that out to a wider audience, I think is pretty cool. Um, I, I do, I, I definitely do hear what you're saying though, that we're getting those presumably at the expense of something new. Um, my my hope is that these studios, like I I would I would hope unless it's a remake like Seven, right? I I would hope that the studio is not putting a full team behind it that they would need for a new original IP. Like maybe you can kind of, you know, put put that on a smaller team because a lot of the assets are already there, especially for a remaster. You know, everything's there. You're just kind of bringing it up to speed, essentially. So sure. you have a team of people that specialize in that kind of thing. And that might be enough for them to do it. So it's not, maybe not dragging out too many resources in the process. I don't know. Just bringing in more dollars. That's that's right. Yeah, and they sell it all over again. Just feed the machine. <laughs> no, it, I mean you're you're right. I. It is interesting, at least, to see the level at which people or different studios will actually go in. Like mm-hmm. the Metroid Prime, I think that was a remaster. That was 
a great example for me of like a remaster that really didn't change anything, but updated controls to modern style, right? Yeah. Cause like in the old Metroid prime, you didn't, it was the first first person one. So you couldn't actually like move your head while walking, you know? It was no, like, really? oh, yeah. Like you, the only way to like move your actual aim without moving your body was to lock on oh. or like hold a shoulder button. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, for the GameCube, it wasn't right. Okay. But also no one had really, it was like 2002 when that came out. So like we hadn't really solidified like first person shooter games like we do now, but in the switch remaster, it is the way we play games now. Yeah. Dude, that. Yeah. I beat it so quickly because it's like not that dense of a game, but it was so good, <laughs> but nothing changed. And then you have like resident evil four, which like story beats are different. They cut stuff out. They added stuff. Same thing with dead space. Like they restructured storylines in order to make it a different experience. Not quite the final fantasy seven treatment, yeah, yeah, but pretty close. And here I and am. That, just and that's it good. Up. Yep, just eating it up. Well, that's good because then at least for you to come back and play it again, you are at least having a different experience with it. It's not literally a, you know, up-res port <laughs> yeah. from, the, from the original. No, thank God we're past those days. But yeah, I, I wish I had more time to play them. I'm, I hope maybe I'll be able to do that vicariously through the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Dead Space. <laughs> yeah, we're going to start you with Dead Space. That's funny. I would love to. I, I, I'm I, very tempted to just get the remasters and play them on my Steam Deck whenever I can find the time, you know? But I, I just don't know what to do. It's, it's hard for me to choose. Yeah. I, honestly, I understand, like, the Horizon God of War thing because it's like you know you're starting something, that's gonna take forever. Yeah. Right? And like, cause I that that is kind of what I felt too with Horizon when I first started it. I was like, I know this is gonna take a long fucking time. And I I I will give it that time, but do I really want to give this that <laughs> right. time? Or do right. I want to go play like Midnight Suns, which I loved and more people should play. I, I definitely will be playing that at some point too. It's like maybe two dollars at this point because <laughs> no one bought the fucking game. <laughs> the most I've seen so far is fifty off, so fifty percent. Fifty dollars. <laughs> it was a twenty dollar game. I definitely would have bought it. But it, it's hard because I I'll get I, I have limited time, so I I immediately start to think, okay, if I'm going to play this game, it might take me. I don't know, 30, 40 hours to finish. Uh, who knows? Yeah. So then I'm thinking, if I, even if I manage to squeeze in like an hour a day, it's still going to take me a month plus to finish this one game. Mm -hmm. And kind of the, the, weird, <laughs> the weird dichotomy is I might play a smaller game that is maybe eight to 10 hours to finish, or it's just one of those like endless type games mm -hmm. and end up playing more and end up having more time spent on that and so i'm i'm really starting to see maybe it might be that whole payoff feeling you know mm -hmm. where 
I don't want to spend, and I got this big time when I was playing Red Dead 2. Because because that game, I uh, it was a point in time when I could really only play about an hour whenever I started to play. So I would sit down to play it, and I would probably ride the horse and try to do a little hunting for an entire hour and have done nothing. <laughs> so now, <laughs> now I was like, I cannot play this game right now. It's like, I got to catch this fucking fish. Yeah, or I'll, I'll go and start a cutscene. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I got to stop now. That's so funny. So I had to give it up. It's like, I, I will never finish this game. So I, I, it's it's really weird. Like I gotta, I, and that's why I think Demon Souls sort of is appealing to me now because that the action and the the payoff of success mm. comes around faster. Yeah, because I made time for Elden Ring. You know what I mean? I still haven't beaten it. Really? Yeah, you got to. Got to go back, man. I, I've been thinking that about would be going hard to back. do, though. That would be hard to do. <laughs> But like I'm just Elden Ring was my first experience in those kinds of games, and I I did actually try Bloodborne and I hated it. I hated before it or so after much. before before. Okay, uh, I went back and I enjoyed it a lot more. But like those games are just so unforgiving, and like I get it. It's it's the feeling of accomplishment when you figure it out is like what a high. Mm-hmm. But the time that it takes me <laughs> to figure it out is what a drag. <laughs> and like I reached this point in Elden Ring, like I think it's the last section where like you're in that vortex mm-hmm. or whatever, you have to fight one of the dragons. And like I couldn't beat these two uh dudes. It's like the dude that looks like the Michelin man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his taller, lankier brother. Yep. So, at the same at the same time. At the same time, because I fought them individually, and that's fine. We can do that. But at the same time, it's like this game hates me. <laughs> and this game does not want me to succeed. It does not want to be my friend. And I quit. But it but it does. It does. I know. I quit. That was a pretty tough fight. Yeah. And I know that I, I it's probably not the end game, but I know it's close. Yeah. It's getting there. Anytime you got to go up against multiples in a game like that, it's it's soul crushing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take my, you know, Slay the Spire or Hades game loops of just like. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hitting it, getting out, but it changes every time. I was trying to platinum Hades. I was trying real hard. Dude, what a good game. But it was going to, I figured it was to get some of those things finished. It was going to take a lot of, really, of like specific weapon stuff. Yeah, that and um, I think like you, you have to get the tro- Palin trophy. I think you have to s- have essentially picked each one of the gods a certain number of times or something like that. Mm. And it's totally random, so it's not like I could, yeah, you know, count on it happening. And it, it was just, and and then I think there were somewhere you had to get to the maximum level of a particular God's abilities, I think something like that. Yeah. I forgot, but that it, it was, was going to take much. a lot of, yeah, it was going to take a lot of you. I mean, you had to succeed several times too. So yeah, just, just getting that, through all that, that. alone. Yeah. <laughs> Success alone. Just, just doing that was already, I was like, you know, I've, I've made it a couple times already. I think I'm good. That's funny. And that, that happened to me with uh, Returnal too. Cause Returnal had one. Oh man, that was so good. It was such a good game. Returnal had one trophy that that was dependent on random generation of the level because you had uh the 
I forgot what you're looking for. Certain things that drop in the level, but yeah. they only drop in certain instances of the randomization. Of the run. Yeah. So I, you just had to keep going back. And if it wasn't there, start it again. Keep going back. So, and it really sucked. Yeah. Until it finally showed up. <laughs> I remember it was like four in the morning or something. And I, was, I was just dead at that point. And I said, I'm just going to go one more time. <laughs> one more it. freaking time. And it showed up. Because you're, oh you're looking God. for a particular layout of the map. Yeah. So I, w- I went in and I'm like, I think this might be it. <laughs> The RNG is finally at your side at four in the morning. Yep. Finally got it. Popped the trophy. And I was like, all right, I'm I'm so done. But that <laughs> that game was awesome. That game that game was my first, I think, PlayStation 5 experience. Other what? than Astro's Playhouse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which was great. It was good. All right. Well, let's do a hard pivot <laughs> as our careening train crashes into the tracks we need to have a a sound for that that's where we should do a bump we'll edit in post (laughs) so as you might have known we'd like to talk about our families so i thought that maybe we could discuss the topic of screen time since we're talking about video games so much um, I'm open to thoughts, uh, for full disclosure. I have a seven month old, not having any screen time currently. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. although it is tempting and God damn, <laughs> does she love cell phones, but <laughs> no screen time. She's too young. Damn it. You hear me, Thea? No matter how hard you try. But what about you, Chris? What's your what's your history with screen time with your family? So I've got a six and four year old now who are both about to level up in the age game. We we did a similar approach. Okay, so our situation with with IO, we were both working at the time, and so I mean, in the very early months, there was no need for that. You know, I mean. They don't even know what's happening. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is a screen. Exactly. Everything is stimulating and and can grab their attention. Uh, I would, I think probably at maybe six months ish. I can't remember exactly, but whenever it was that Francis had to go back to work, she was working, but uh, also still from home. And so she had the response, you know, she was watching the kid and doing work and so at some time at some point in time it just had to happen sure but what we what we don't want to do is just especially when they're young is, is just plop them down to quote, quote unquote parent the kid mm. right so then just like neglect them sure um i, don't, I mean I, and nowadays they Typically, what we do now is they're homeschooled. They're both homeschooled right now. So Francis is home, homeschooling them. She's a stay-at-home mom, so not working, and I'm working uh, in the office most days of the week. So usually, what we have in place right now is they don't, they don't, the TV doesn't turn on, and they don't get tablets or anything until about maybe four. So usually, they'll they'll be up. They'll either 
Io might do her schooling, which happens on a screen predominantly mm-hmm. right now anyway. Uh, but it's all school. Um, but they, they might sit around and do crafts. They might just play games together, you know, do something creative, what have you. And then they, they do respect that now. Like they'll ask, you know, is it four yet? Or can we do this yet? And if, even if we say no, they'll like, okay, fine. You know, and they'll go and, and do their thing. But we are definitely careful to monitor what they're watching. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're good enough now to, to fr- be able to just freely find whatever they want to watch so they can control all that. They know how to do it, how to navigate to the different services. And they even know most of the time, which, you know, what show or whatever is where. So they're fully aware of all that now. Um, we sometimes when, when we're like towards the end of the day, when, when Francis and I just need time, to settle and to chill, we we do a lot of our relaxation time watching something too. And so, sure, yeah. if if it's something suitable for them, then we can all watch together. If we're watching something absolutely not suitable for them, <laughs> then you know they're they're totally fine watching somewhere else together, and we can always hear what they're watching, or they'll just play, you know, what, whatever it is. Because um, at that time, it's you know we've we've had dinner, they've done everything they're supposed to do, and then they can just enjoy that that time. What I do appreciate though with the kids is they will gravitate a lot to things, to shows and stuff where they're actually learning something, which That's is great. Awesome. Yeah, and that so they they have this whole collection of things that they actually like to watch where they are for real learning, which is great. Because and we know that because they'll come back and they'll tell us all this stuff. Yeah. They'll teach us things. They'll tell us the facts that they're learning, which is great. And then if they do just watch something to just kind of watch, there's, they're, they're starting to pick better things now, which is great. So have you guys started watching bluey? No. Okay. Bluey is freaking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Like for real. I hear, I hear bluey (laughs) in the, the kiddoverse that sur- is beginning to surround me. It yeah, it it is. It's an amazing show for everybody. Everybody. It's like Australian. It, it's it's Australian or New Zealand. I'm New not Zealand. sure, but there, yeah, that it's from there. But it's it's great. It's funny for kids and adults. It's short, so the episodes are brief. The lessons are actually great. You know, the writing's awesome. It's just it's like top notch show. So they'll watch that, you know, they, and they've kind of moved away from watching stuff on YouTube, which we're very thankful for, because as we all know, that hole gets deep real fast. Oh, yes. Um, so they did a little stint where they were watching stuff like, like the you know, Ryan and his things. And we've kind of, I mean, we didn't tell them not to watch it anymore. They just prefer to watch other stuff now. Um, and there's some things like <laughs> Benji will, he found, I don't know how he found it, but he, he found this one, uh, channel called ant lab where I, I think he kind of took to it because w- what the guy was doing was doing really, 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 uh, sped up photography of insects, like taking flight oh, wow. and it's, like the, the camera, it's super fast. So it's all really smooth, slow motion video. And at first it was just really funny. 
right? But he's actually doing real study of like how like intersection moving, yeah, how they're yeah. moving, the, their functionality and stuff like that. So they actually teach a lot in those shows. And then there's a whole series of them filming. And apparently a lot of times he says no one's ever done it at that speed. So it's actually kind of unearthing these new discoveries in science because uh, no one's ever, ever decided to look at it that closely before. Mm. So he, he'll watch like all that and the, they teach a ton of stuff when he's watching that. And we don't, I don't know, like we don't really mind it all that much. We, we just kind of, we, we're, we, we try to do like when we say it's time to not do that anymore, we want them to respect that, you know? Yeah. And, so, and do they? Most of the time. Yes. They'll ask, like, they might ask if we're out somewhere, can I use my tablet or can I watch thing on your phone? Usually, like, if we're eating somewhere. Mm. Well, and if it's just us, usually we're like, no, you don't really need that, you know? But if we're there, like, if we had gone somewhere with you guys, right, and, and the four of us were trying to talk and the kids were just going bonkers, it's like, okay, you know what? <laughs> yes. We just need you to calm down. <laughs> this is Bluey. Watch yeah. an episode. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, okay. Uh, as long as long as it's not to the point where they are completely beside themselves without it at all times, you know what I mean? Yeah, like they can't the, have like uh, an attachment so necessary. It's like an addiction to it. Exactly. Like, we don't want them to be at the point where they're going to have a meltdown because we said no that you couldn't have the tablet or whatever. You know, um, but it is definitely a tool worth. <laughs> worth using and i don't know like i've i've heard like people want to limit the screen time and stuff like that and you know what my scientific discovery about like it's i'm not really sure it's a big deal to do it yeah because i grew up that way (laughs) yeah it's a it's a very interesting point my parents i don't ever remember my parents i mean we didn't have tablets and phones obviously but you can bet your ass I spent a ton of time sitting in front of a TV every chance I had and then playing video games every chance I had. And they didn't stop me. Yeah. I'd wake up Saturday morning cartoons until they stopped. You know, I'd get home from school, getting ready for school, I'm watching something. Get home from school, I'm watching something. And I think, you know. And it definitely wasn't all like learner content. Oh, no. No, no, no. Cartoons all the way. Yeah. The best we got was you know, GI Joe, <laughs> <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Now you, you know. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I I think I turned out all right. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you 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 bring up a good point. I think I think back to my upbringing in yeah, single parent. I watched a lot of TV. A lot of TV I probably shouldn't have been watching at that yeah, age. I definitely sure. remember watching a lot of MTV early mm-hmm. on in mm-hmm. my TV watching career and playing video games all day. Um, yep. But I will always argue that playing video games is what taught me how to strategize, yep. how to adapt, <laughs> how to like observe. If that yeah. make, you know what I mean? Especially because yeah. the games that I was playing um, a lot of like super Metroid, like breaking my brain. Mm hmm. But now, I've, maybe it's just like media and tablets and electronics are so like embedded into our culture. Like it's everywhere. 
And I, you know, cell phones at every chance, like I'm always looking at a screen, whether it's the laptop, my phone, the baby monitor, the TV, (laughs) you know, (laughs) yeah. like I'm always, always looking at it. And I do think it would be a disservice to not introduce those things to a child because that's just the state of the world that we live in. Um, Especially using it as a learning tool. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have access to unlimited information, right? And unlimited avenues for learning, right? It's like if this certain math thing isn't getting to your child this one way, there's five other ways <laughs> yeah. that you can solve the same problem. And you, as a parent, don't have to actually know it, you just have yeah. to know how to get there. We have started like slowly allowing her to look at the TV. Like she's wanted to, she knows where the sound comes from and Mm -hmm. like the bright lights she's wanted to for a long time. But like every now and then we'll let her watch a music performance. Like we watch a lot of live music performances on YouTube Mm -hmm. and just throw it up on the living room TV. And I like her watching those because it's not a lot of quick edits. It's like really long like wide band shots. So there isn't a lot of like image changing all the time. Some aggressive music, some not aggressive music, but I mean, that's just a matter of volume, but she is so into that. (laughs) Like, it's amazing how much attention she pays. I don't know if it's just like the novelty of a TV. Um, but like if people are playing guitar or bass, she will look at the fretting hand. Really? Yeah, like she's looking at hand positions and stuff. I'm like, this kid is insane. <laughs> needs to relax. She's going to know how to do it all, man. I know. She's, I mean, it's like us with computers, right? And our parents. Like the personal computer we manipulated to such a way where, you know, if our parents didn't keep up with technology, they're like, yeah, it's it's a thing I use to check my bank statements. And we're like hacking shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's there is also definitely a benefit to disconnecting too. You know, hundred percent. But like, but like you said, it's this is this is the world that we live in now, and so. And I think I mentioned this in the last, the first episode. It's it's a matter of we we like doing the exposure and then helping them sort of manage and know how to manage that yeah you know? because that's they're eventually going to have to do that on their own anyway so that's why that's why i like that the vast majority of the time right now you know they will like it's bedtime if they're doing tablets before bedtime if we tell them it's bedtime they'll just they'll bring me the tablet <laughs> you know it's like mm. no not a big deal usually i mean m- maybe occasionally if they're in the middle of something you know how we used to get when you're like in the middle of a game and you can't don't really want to well, that's stop in our it time or, we didn't have like auto saves yeah you couldn't save. <laughs> it's like no really i need a save point or i'll lose hours of my life but they're you know they're not they're not that bad about it well we we also are we don't want them to like like we're around family a lot mm. it's like we don't want them to just have to start a habit of watching or grabbing other people's things mm. you know because we definitely some sometimes our um like my in-laws, they you know, they might do is they'll ask, "Can I watch something on your phone?" And we was like, "Don't ask them that." 
you know, if you want to do that, you ask us that, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're trying to keep set that boundary for them. It, it's, I don't think it's them as much as setting the boundary for the other people. <laughs> Telling people <laughs> to say no to a child. Yeah. It's like, just please don't, like, yeah. don't, don't give it to them. Work with us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, we want to do like, have get them to the point where they're f- totally fine with setting it aside and putting it down, you know. And usually, when we tell them we're you know we're gonna we're, we'll take those or we'll shut it off or what have you, then you know they'll straight up. If they don't, then we shut it off. There you go. So just wait until they a, get social media. Oh gosh, man, do, I don't. Do they ask? <laughs> do they ask for like TikTok Ooh. or anything like that? Well, the, um, no, because none of us really use that. That's good. Yeah, I, I can't. That's just me and my wife fucking love TikTok. <laughs> I mean, we do. Like, we'll watch sh- you know short videos on things, but they don't know it to be something called TikTok. Did you hear what, what state was it? There was a state that just banned it. What the first, the first state? What? Yep, they banned it, and I think it goes into effect January next year. So, Montana is it Montana? Yeah, <laughs> straight up. Bandit. What? Yep. What? What is their reasoning? The Chinese? I don't remember. But yeah, we we they don't ask for that. Um, the only thing they've actually asked for was uh, their on their auntie was doing. I think it was Instagram filters with them. So they're getting the funny faces and effects oh, okay. and stuff like That's that. That's fun. So they asked, they asked to do that. Oh God, did I just say asked? <laughs> they asked to do that, um, but they don't really do it anymore. So that, that phase has kind of passed. Yeah. I don't, that's having them on social media definitely concerns me. So I'm not sure how we're going to handle that one when we get there. Yeah, I mean that is something that I don't even like want to think about. But yeah. Cuz I mean social media is so even in our time it's changed so much mm-hmm. from like having a fucking live journal or Zanga to like Facebook only being college emails. Yep. And then being public. Instagram was originally like Taking pictures of food. Yeah, only I believe, pictures. right? <laughs> Twitter was like 70 characters. The old days. The old days, yeah. What is it going to be in the future? It'll be a Black Mirror episode. It's coming. They're coming back with a new season. You know, I have full disclosure now watched one really? full episode of that show. It's a mixed bag. Stephanie so- watched, I think, like four seasons. Some of it's great. Some of it is not at all. I remember the um, the interactive episode. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I was like, "What? What is happening?" <laughs> there, there. Some of it's very thought provoking. Um, but yeah, it's. I'm curious. The, the last season, I don't think was all that great. So I'm curious to see what what happens with the next one. But it is scary, man. There, there's some stuff in there where you're like. I could see this happening now. Yeah. You know? And oof. Yeah. <laughs> it's all messed up. 
It is, man. I don't know. Tough times raising kids right now. Yeah. At what point do you give the... Well, I guess they have their own tablets, right? They do have their own tablets. But you you guys are in control of them. Yeah. I mean, they, they just... They, they, you know, they have their spot where they charge, but they just, they don't get them until it's time. And so, That's good. and they do respect that. Um, they do have their own phones, but we oh. haven't actually given that to them yet. We got a, we're on T-Mobile and I get all the, I get as many free lines as I can. And a lot of times they come with phones. That's awesome. <laughs> so every chance I had, I would pick up a free line. I'm like, well, I was going to need a phone one day. Benji's going to need a phone one day. So we have all these lines that were, that will be free for life, apparently. Wow! So we like we've got phones for them just sitting in the the closet right now. Um, one day we'll start when they introducing them. Yeah, just just to introduce it to them and get them used to it. And that day will be when TikTok is banned in Virginia. <laughs> yeah, that yes, now you can get on. <laughs> there you go on on the phone. No spyware on this flip phone. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's just stuff like that. Or it's like we have to, we have to feel confident enough that they're going to make the right decision on things <laughs> before we really hand that over to them. Oh man. Well, maybe we'll start introducing stuff to Thea. There has to be. Do you hear about like Miss Rachel a lot? No, that's I don't what. Think so this is what TikTok has taught me. All right, it's Miss mm-hmm. Rachel. And Bluey. Oh, okay. These are, Miss Rachel. Who's Miss Rachel? Miss Rachel is like a content creator. Um, it's just like started a YouTube channel. Hmm. And apparently it's like really good for, for toddlers and stuff. Because it's like, I, don't, I think the science behind it is that when young kids are like looking at screens and stuff like that, that hmm. has the damaging part for like really young children is that that's how they associate communication. And it's Mm -hmm. a weird dissociation because you're just seeing action happening and you're Mm -hmm. not actually a part of the action. So they actually say that if there's screen time, like zoom calls or like video calls with people Mm -hmm. are actually really beneficial because it's still like face to face interaction Mm-hmm. There's still you're still reading like the social cues, the facial cues, and it's like healthier that way, I guess, or like okay. more beneficial for the child. So Miss Rachel does a lot of videos, you know, like Dora style, um, but talking directly to the toddler mm-hmm. and like implementing other stuff. Oh, but very cool. popular. We have never watched this. Yeah, she has a master's in music education. And is almost finishing a second master's in early childhood education. Wow. Good. Yeah. Good for her. Because it's all about the learns. The learns, for sure. All right. So for our last segment, we think that maybe we'll start something. Certainly won't be weekly. Who knows? We're trying a lot of new things out. But we also welcome ideas so if there's like stuff you want to hear us talk about or certain segments that hit or miss let us know we uh we'll throw an email in the show notes 
And yeah, we're trying new things out. So thanks for trying it out with us. So I thought since we're super interested in music, I would randomly spring this on Chris. Chris didn't, <laughs> had no idea about a possible music track of the week for you, Chris. Track of the week. I'm down. What are you, what are you thinking? Oh, you want me to bring mine first? Yeah, let's try it out. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> so we are currently big fans of the Aces Band. We heard about them from Francis's cousin, uh, all-girl band, originally out of Provo, Utah, I think. Yep. And uh, I, I, I just think they're amazing. And um, we listen to them all the time. <laughs> Well, we're, 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 we're changing it up, but we listen to them quite a bit uh, to the point where even our kids know all their songs by now. That's awesome. So just huge fans of, of their body of work. And I, I think, honestly, there might only be one song that I'm kind of like, eh, about. And it's not even that bad. Really? <laughs> yeah. They put out like three albums? That's awesome. They are in the process of releasing their third Ah, uh, yes, I see. Right that. now, in yeah. June. Yeah, they put out three singles so far, which have all been pretty good. So, wait, I'll, I'll start this for you so you can hear it and we can kind of talk over it, I guess. Unless you want to just listen. Let me give me like 30 seconds and then we can talk over it. All right, all right. I dig it. I'm not exactly sure what I was expecting. Okay. okay. I think when I hear the name The Aces, I'm like, okay, it's going to be like a rock uh-huh. band, right? But this is like more like indie pop-ish. The, this song, yes. So the, the cool thing about them that I like is they kind of flirt around with a lot of different genres of music. Yeah. But not... It's, it's like you can hear all of the influences that they have as musicians in their music and in their choices, but they don't stick to one particular type. Like, yeah, like it's, this is very poppy. Is this like newer or later in their career? Or this what this is? Um, I think they're original. So we're, what we're listening, what I played for Eddie is uh, "New Emotion" by the Aces. I want to say it's on their first, but I'm not positive. But they, they just, they, they, they play a lot of, you can hear a lot of different styles from them, which I like a lot. Um, and it's interesting. I, I, what do you think about the singer's voice? I, I really enjoy her voice. Her voice doesn't, um, doesn't seem like it should be fitting, like in uh-huh. the style of music that's, uh-huh. that's being played, uh, but it it actually works pretty well. I think this is a very interesting thing that's happening in indie right now. This like four on the floor kind of like disco-y bass, like really mm-hmm. tight groove mm-hmm. up against like funk guitars. And it's it but the drums are also like really 80s. It has like mm-hmm. those 
do, do, do. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the vocals are like really kind of soul uh-huh. almost, you know, uh-huh. like R&B-ish. Yeah. Maybe like 90s R&B-ish yeah. on, top of, on top of everything like that. It's a really cool mix. It is. It's, that's, it's, it's interesting you say that because when I first started listening to them, I was like, you know what I really appreciate about them is, and they're, I don't know exactly how old they are, but they're young, right? They're younger than both of us, obviously. Yeah. And I'm like, here, here we have a young all girl group that is like, you can tell that their influences come from that era and it, and it comes out in all their, in their music. And it, like, you, you don't hear a lot of artists from today using those, that kind of style, but it, it's not like it sounds old either. Right? No, it it's, sounds very modern. It's new. Yeah, it's it's new, but those influences are in there that the little you hear it and all the, their decisions and and all that kind of stuff and so I really appreciated that cuz I cuz I don't hear modern artists doing things like that typically. And I'm like I dig that a lot. I mean it it kind of harkens to, you know, Bruno going back yeah. to, to that kind of stuff and but they're they're they do that, but it's also very uniquely them to like when I hear it. So I, I, at first I didn't like, it's not that I didn't like her voice at first. I, I actually do like it a lot. I, when I first started listening to them, I was like, yeah, she's okay. She's fine. You know? And the more I listened to it, it's like, I, she's, they're very good at making it work and, and having that their own unique sound. So the way that she sings always fits <laughs> like whatever you know however they produce their song and and i actually do like her voice quite a bit because it it's she's got a lot more range than i thought yeah. and she also she also makes really interesting decisions they you, you can hear sometimes they'll change up the syncopation of a section and it it's like that was such a smart way to do that that you know to to work through the diction there and it's like man i really i love what they do with with all the little decisions and um the bass lines that they choose and stuff like that and they they'll throw in random you know you you kind of expect some songs to just continue on the way you expect and then all of a sudden three quarters of the way through a song they'll change something yeah or you know and it's like yes thank you (laughs) you know for for varying it up a little bit you know it's really cool. No, I, I, I dig it a lot. I, uh, I'll definitely be checking them out. Like I said, I wasn't really sure what to expect, but put it put into context, it's a pretty cool mix. That bass tone and like the way it's played, I feel like that is the indie thing right now. Yeah. When I went to um, Bonnaroo, there's so much of that going on when, when I went last year. There's uh, this female bassist named blue to tiger mm-hmm. have you ever heard of her no this is not my track of the week <laughs> but for <laughs> for your own um for you to check out she is a she was at bonnaroo she's a bassist who's played for like some people as a session player but started making her own music okay and it's pretty cool. Freaking amazing bass player, amazing live performer. 
got to see her play twice while I was at Bonnaroo. I mean, I, I women that play bass is just, just it's awesome. It's, <laughs> hey, my wife is one of them. Yep. I know what you mean. But yeah, like check out like the way the bass riff is in that. In that that appro- is great. You know what I mean? It's like that really tight stuff. Mm-hmm. And like those like kind of 80s keys in the background. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Blue to tiger. See, this is why we share. It's all about the learning. That's sick. Yeah. I think she has one album out. And singing with a bass, that's just... And it's interesting because, like, the, the bass lines for a lot of her music, like, they aren't super complicated or anything like mm. that. Um, but in the live show, like, she goes oh, off. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And, like, she got chops for days. It, it's just enough for it to not feel like, a, you know, a lazy bass line. Yes, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's good song construction because you don't want the bass to, like, take over everything. And I say that as a bassist who wants to take over every (laughs) single thing I can. I am the lead. That's right. (laughs) I am the captain now. Uh, So for my pick of the week, um, it's a song that actually got released, I think, uh, Tuesday. Um, And it's a track called Gila Monster. I think technically the pronunciation would be Gila Monster. Gila Monster. Right? Uh, I think so. Um, Because language (laughs) (laughs) this is a track by a band called king gizzard and the lizard wizard have you ever heard of that band i've heard the name all right so i'm going to preface this before you listen to this Yeah, yeah, yeah um king gizzard has been around since i think 2010 okay uh in that time they have put out this album that's going to be coming out in June is going to be their 24th album. Holy okay. crap. Are you serious? It is their 24th album. Full uh, albums? Full album. That That's oh. studio albums. Okay. This is not counting five, uh, 15 live albums that they've put out, five compilations, three EPs, and a remix album. Oh my gosh. Okay. So these motherfuckers, they come from Australia. And I don't know how they do it, man. Like, that's got to be a record. There's, <laughs> uh, I believe it was 2017. And last year, they released five releases in one year. How do you do that? I have no idea. So, like, they self record everything, um, they self produce everything. Even when they do live stuff like on KXP or any of those like live outlets, Stu, the singer and like really the head of the band, he mixes everything. Even even when it's on like uh, you know Man. shows like that, and so it's interesting. I find it really cool because as a musician, it's like holy crap! How if you're putting out that much content, like a lot of it's going to be trash, right? Yeah, like it just has to. You be would tr- think, right? <laughs> or you're going to like dig into something that you will mine it all like you're not going to get anything right but what i love about king gizzard is that they take so many chances they um they have different sounds to almost every single album they will go from like 
60s, the monkeys, mama and papa's folk mm. to like thrash metal wow. to experimental microtonal, like more Eastern style mm-hmm. uh, music melodies to electronic to Western to anything. So I have to show you this just because I think it's hilarious because uh, I'm on Reddit all the time. Yeah. So in their subreddit, the community <laughs> <laughs> compiled a, gra- a flow chart. Of how to get into King Gizzard and the Lizard this Wizard. This is great. Okay? And, like, this shit is intense. Okay? But I recommend it to anyone who's trying to get into Because it's really hard to get into them. I really do think, like, you have to find one album and then just kind of go from there. But it kind of shows all the different sides to them. And I I think it's a super cool community on that subreddit. Um, <laughs> and, and it's just cool, man. It's just cool. I recently this got into them hilarious. last year. Um, so last year they released five albums and I thought they were all pretty great, uh, but very like jammy, you know? And so uh-huh. this is the new single for the album coming up, which is they've made like one real or maybe two real like thrashy metal albums. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this is the new one coming out is going to be like a heavier album. So that's Gila Monster. This is I. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, the flow this chart? flow chart is just Dude, hilarious. It, yeah, that zoom goes deep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Always start here. Yes, and I that like is the true. That, stuff. That's probably the that first album. I'm in your mind is like a real good intro to their style, which is more like psychedelia stoner rock. I would mm-hmm. say, uh, but then it goes everywhere. They did a do jazz I detect, album? Yeah. Do I detect a hint of jazz? <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. Yeah. Oh you, my god. You could peruse that. We'll we could link that in the yeah, show notes me, or something. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, let me let me fire this up here. Gila Monster. Let me pause this. Do you know what I'm immediately thinking of? What? Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> oh hell yeah, hell yeah! The 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 music video that goes along with this that they just released is like super high fantasy. Think like Lord of the Rings, the seventies version, like uh-huh. clay animation style and like mixed media and stuff. They they don't take themselves super seriously, and I love that. Can I are you, on the Dynasty Warrior thing? I can give you a small anecdote for it before I continue. Yeah, we when we used to do our monthly workouts. You know, I would, we would just play music and then we would run the workouts. And every once in a while, I would play a whole bunch of Dynasty Warriors tracks just because it's all, the you know, heavy rock, whatever. So I, I was playing that on one workout and we had a, I had a coworker that came to work out with us. This is, this, this woman is from Ghana, right? Still has the accent. Mm-hmm. I start playing these songs and she comes over to me and she says, are you playing Dynasty Warriors? What? <laughs> and I was like, how do you know that? You found your tribe. That's awesome. Are you kidding me? You know that? She's like, oh, I love Tiny Spurs. All right. Oh, my God. Here we go. That's great. I dig it. Yeah, I dig what it. Do you think? I like it. I, I like. I was waiting. I was like, I gotta wait long enough 
to, to, to start hearing the dynamics. Yeah. So when they hit that right after the chorus, it's like, yep, you're going <laughs> to take me somewhere else with that. It's awesome. No, I, I'm down with that. I would totally work out to that. <laughs> right? It's like, it's super energetic. I think uh, coming off of playing the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, like I've been playing that in the background while like I'm oh, out yeah. in the field like battling monsters. <laughs> and it's like, it's super choice. Yeah. I want the random encounters. That's right. I want them all Bring now. It. Yeah. I want them all now. Yeah. I mean, just for reference, I put in this other song, AstroTurf, in there. Mm-hmm. That's from an album they did last year. And it's like, I don't know, like s- s- soft s- jazz, but rock. <laughs> I don't know. Like, where, the where, does this, where does this fall? Uh, Eagles. Like, wow. kind of eagly. I don't know. Where does it fall in our... Uh, it's So I don't think it's on this list because it released after this list. Oh. Uh, hmm. But the album is called Changes. Okay. All right. Let me... So, soft Rock Eagles. Okay. Okay. I, I got to reset my expectations. Like jazzy? I don't know. <laughs> Love the drums. Right. Yeah, that's cool. It's so weird. That is really cool. It's so a, cool. There's such a weird band. I love it so much. How many of them are four? There's six. Five? Okay, I was gonna say. Yeah, they used like to have two drummers, that. and there were seven of them. Um, but now they have two drummers. Yeah, but it was like it was a weird thing because like two drummers, but they played the exact same beat, so it was oh, more like an energy live thing. I feel like than like a musical thing. Um, but not all of them, not all of the performers will always record. It's like a really loose band because like some of them have families and stuff, like the bassist, mm. for example. Uh, he had a kid and wanted to kind of take a more backseat role on the songwriting, but uh-huh. he goes out and tours with them and like puts his spin on the stuff. So it's just like really open. Um, like they've made a spoken word album, you know what really? I mean? Like it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So yeah, that's King Gizzard. That's yeah. really cool. I dig that. I dig that sound a lot. Yeah, it's it's it, they go everywhere. I mean, it's basically like oh. I like, like, whatever. I don't know. Peter, Paul, and Mary. Let me go mm-hmm. make a whole album. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, they have themes. Like, one album is called Nonagon Infinity. And it's, from beginning to end, it sounds like one track. Like, everything's really? connected. And it, it actually is connected back to front. So, you could actually loop it forever. Loop the whole thing? Yeah. What? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Hence the name? Hence the name Nanagon Infinity because it's nine tracks. Wow. Well, that's cool. That is cool. Hopefully, you guys think it's cool too. As a full disclaimer, these are licensed tracks, so you're probably not going to hear them. You might hear uh, something close if we can find something close to yeah, King Gizzard. We'll, we'll find the closest <laughs> approximation. <laughs> but we'll link it in the show notes. You guys can let us know what you guys think about it. Um, and I think that's going to do it for episode two. How are you feeling, Chris? Yeah, I think so. Feeling great, man. Yeah. Digging it. Okay. I like, you know, it's like fun, you know, loosey goosey topics in the front. And then we kind of get a little, 
get a little more serious with the band. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get to the, some stories. That, ooh, I do have a story. Not this time. Oh, shit. Maybe next time. The teaser. I'll run, it, I'll, run, <laughs> I'll run it by you next time. You have to watch episode, or you have to listen <laughs> to episode three now. Because you got the teaser of all teasers. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. I'll tell you about it in, after. And then we'll, okay. we'll, we'll cue it up for next time. All right. Sounds yeah, good. Digging it. Hell yeah. Well, we appreciate connecting with all you guys. Uh, you can hit us up on the email in the show notes. And we'll see you next time at midnight on the Midnight Connection. That's right. Thanks for tuning in to The Midnight Connection. The Midnight Connection is a product and trademark of Samurai Beat LLC, which is a fan-funded organization made for you and made possible by you at patreon.com slash samuraibeat. Support us there and join the conversation by submitting your questions, comments, and topics for future shows. We seek to entertain and build a community of adulting gamers like you, and we appreciate your support, your confidence, and your inspiration. Thank you.